Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Welcome aboard to Cruise Radio, your home port for everything cruising and more. Subscribe to our newsletter and weekly radio show at cruiseradio.net. From the Cruise One Studios in Jacksonville, Florida, I'm Matt Bassford. And broadcasting aboard Norwegian Cruise Lines, Norwegian Sky, I'm Doug Parker. You can follow us on Twitter at Cruise Radio and sign up for our newsletter for cool behind-the-scenes updates at cruiseradio.net. Very cool show today. We're sitting down talking to the cruise director of the Norwegian Sky, Matt Baker. Also joining us later in the show will be the hotel director, Rosita Shande, as she talks about day-to-day operations aboard the Sky here. Matt? Stuart Shearer on the cruise guy is with us. He is a regular contributor for ABC's Good Morning America, CNN, and CNBC. Stuart, hi there. Matt, great to be here, and uh, I'm sorry to hear uh, Doug is not with us again. Yeah, we'll talk to him soon and, and get his whole take on it. I'm sure he's having way too much fun. But first, let's talk about the big news with the volcano in Iceland interrupting two two-day promotional cruises to to transport some passengers out of Southampton. Is that right? Exactly. Well, I was actually supposed to be heading out for the uh, the two night one of the two night cruises, and they had some. They essentially, celebrity got involved in repatriation efforts to bring uh, several hundred people from England to Spain, and then about twenty five hundred people from. Spain back to England. Huh. They've gotten some very good uh, press. It was definitely a, a wonderful opportunity for them to be able to you know, get on the headlines and show why Eclipse is going to be one of the nicest ships sailing out of Southampton this summer. Okay, cool. Now, the 2011-2012 itineraries were recently announced. Please tell us more. Royal Caribbean uh, this past week uh, announced that Mariner of the Seas will be departing Los Angeles. It'll go around South America, and it will actually uh, head toward Europe beginning uh, in, in the spring of 2011 and summer 2011, which brings a total of 11 ships in Europe for Royal Caribbean next year. And the downside is that uh, it also means the end of an era for Royal Caribbean, which will not have a ship based in Southern California for the first time in you know well over almost 15 years. Right, they're pulling out of Mexico, is that right? Correct. The Mexican Riviera cruises have been taking uh, big hits. Last year we announced Princess was essentially cutting 15 sailings. Uh, just recently, NCL, when they announced their uh, 2011 itineraries, they uh, announced that they will, they too, will be pulling out completely from Los Angeles. So just NCL alone, that's about 75,000 passengers. With Royal Caribbean's announcement, that's about another 170,000 annual passengers. So we're talking about almost a quarter of a million people, actually uh, about 300,000 people that uh, Southern California will be losing as a result of these itinerary changes. Correct me if I'm wrong. I understand that when the Mariner is done with Europe, they're gonna, it's going to head to Galveston. Is this right? You are correct. It, they are going to move it to Galveston, Texas. And then what they're going to do is the ship that had been in Galveston, which was Royal Caribbean's Voyager of the Seas, right. that will then move to New Orleans. So this will signify Royal Caribbean's uh, return to New Orleans. And that will be and the, like the biggest be ship. The largest yeah. 
cruise ship ever to sail out of the Big Easy. That's great which, for them. Which really shows a, a significant sign of confidence because it was, I could tell you back in the, you know, in the early part of the last decade, uh, New Orleans was by far Carnival's most profitable port that they based a ship at. And mm-hmm. Carnival Conquest, that originally had been based there, did extraordinarily well. And uh, it, it's a very good sign that, uh, you know, a commitment to the city that uh, they're going to bring a, a ship of that size and magnitude and, and so full of, you know, some really good innovations to the city. So, you know, with, with car, you know, Carnival's there, Royal Caribbean's there, NCL's there, um, it really is a good sign that uh, New Orleans is back. Getting back to the volcano, how is this going to affect summer travel? Well, the good news is that the volcano really didn't negatively impact current sailings for North Americans because most of the ships right now uh, were on a transatlantic uh, itineraries right now and are just arriving in you know Southampton, you know heading now to Rome and Barcelona. So it really wasn't that big of a of a deal and as far as going forward, you know I think that uh, a lot of decisions have been made uh, by the airlines. It's kind of wait and see. In, mm-hmm. in many cases, but I strongly recommend that if you are going to Europe this summer, to strongly take a look at uh, insurance. And before you buy the insurance specifically for covering you for the volcano, you need to make sure that you need that the that the insurance will indeed cover you if you need to um, deviate or actually cancel your sailing as a result of volcanic activity in Iceland. All right, Stuart. Thanks, man. We'll get your hot deals later on in the show. But right now, our founder of CruiseRadio.net, Doug Parker, is aboard the Norwegian Sky. I know he's going to talk to the cruise director in just a second. But, uh, Doug, if you can hear us, uh, Stuart had a question for you. Of course, the big question that I got for you, Doug, is um, did you find a place to eat? You know me way too well. Dining on here is great. I love the freestyle dining because... It's not regimented. There's no 6 o'clock or 8.30 kind of dining time. Unless you want it to be, make your reservations for that if you uh, if that suits you. But usually you just go ahead and make your reservation and show up. Or you might have to wait 5 or 10 minutes if you just show up without a reservation, depending on how packed uh, the restaurants are. There are five restaurants on here that are great. I had a chance to eat at a couple of them. Uh, the Crossings, which is the main dining room, we ate there last night. And tonight we're going to eat at Cagney Steakhouse, which I've been stalking people's plates uh, through the window because the plates Alaskan king crab legs filet mignon it's 25 bucks and I don't think that I could uh, beat that or get that anywhere at a seafood joint back home uh, the palace is a main dining room they also have a buffet uh, towards the top of the ship it's the garden cafe uh, Le Bistro and Adagio a nice little Italian joint on the ship too uh, all look fabulous right now Matthew Baker cruise director aboard the Norwegian Sky joins us Matt welcome to cruise radio uh, give us a little background about yourself yeah I've been uh, I've been 14 years on cruise ships uh, before I came on ships I was a comedy magician in my teenage years uh, performing on stage in Spain in different hotels and and uh, also on the streets as well and then when I was 21 I decided to come and cruise uh, come and work on a cruise and I started off as an as a activity staff. Uh-huh. And back when I was hired, they had, as an activity staff, the company, I, I was employed in a different company, you had to have a talent, and, and I was doing magic at the time. So uh, once a week, I would then do my little comedy magic show alongside right. hosting activities and karaoke and pool games. And then I saw the cruise director's job uh, the first month that I was on board, and I just fell in love with that and thought, this is what I want to do and uh, worked very hard climbing up a ladder. Three years later, I became assistant cruise director, and I worked three years as an assistant cruise director, and I got promoted then to cruise director. And um, 
and I've been cruise director ever since. Working on the mainland and working on ships, both interacting with people, much difference? A little bit. Uh, when, you, when, you, when you work on a cruise ship, uh, the life on a cruise ship is a little different, um, and the pace is a little faster, and, and, and having different demographics of guests on board each cruise, mm-hmm. um, and it's completely different putting the whole program together than, than just doing my own magic show. So I learned a lot on cruise ships since I've been on, on board and um, in the entertainment field and, and, and putting a program together, so I really have grown a lot. Very cool. Now, about 10 years ago, NCL introduced freestyle cruising amongst its fleets. What, in your words, is freestyle cruising? Freestyle cruising is it's a choice for our guests on board to do whatever they want, whenever they want, mm-hmm. uh, at any time. A lot of the cruise lines out there, they do have a very structured program, mainly for the dining side of things, where you, you would go and eat at 6 o'clock, uh, as half the ship would eat at 6, and the other half then would eat at 8.30. Right. So you're kind of structured to that. With NCL, when they came out with Freestyle, they built more restaurants on board, giving guests a more free choice of, to go and dine wherever they want, whenever they want. Right. And then the, the dress code is a little bit more relaxed, and just the feel of it is more, far more relaxed than other cruise lines. And since inception, overall, great response? Yeah, I've enjoyed work. I've been five years now with NCL. I worked nine years with another cruise line. And I've enjoyed very much working for NCL. Uh, they're growing. They, they're getting better each and every year. Um, they've got uh, the Epic coming out now this year, which is taking freestyle entertainment to another level uh, in regards to giving the guests option of entertainment at the moment. It's very difficult with the lounges and the venues we have to to try and give as much choice to guests to see entertainment. Whereas the Epic is going to—they built so many venues around, also around uh, dining and um, entertainment, so that guests won't miss a show. So they'll right. have a choice to go and eat and 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 then also go and see a show that they, they like. At the moment, the shows we have there's a different show every night on the ships that we have. Right. Whereas the Epic will have one venue showing that one show every night. So if they miss it the night before they can go the next night and see the show. Right. And speaking of entertainment, what kind of uh, entertainment can folks, first-time cruisers coming on the Sky, expect? On the Sky, it's we do a three- and four-day run, and um, depending on what cruise they come on, if they come on the three-day run, we do we have a, a big production show with the singers and dancers mm-hmm. where they do a little bit of soul music, a little bit of rock and roll, a little bit of country. And then we do uh, we have a comedian on or, or a comedian magician that performs. And then we have... Uh, some great musicians around the ship with the different venues that perform each and every night. Um, and we have activities and theme parties. We have a, a big white hot party night where the guests uh, come on, dress up in white, and we'd normally do that on the poolside right. if the weather's nice. And we have two DJs playing and mixing and makes it snow. We make it snow with ice sculptures. and right. It's a lot of fun. So it's great. the three and four day run is high energy and it's, it's go, go, go. What is your daily schedule like? I know freestyle and cruising, uh, people do whatever they want. In fact, I was totaling up the hours in the, um, the daily magazine at the, uh, in the room. It's like over 40 hours of entertainment every day to do. Is your daily schedule regimented? My schedule, it's, yeah, I'm, I'm on the go from 7 in the morning right through till 2 o'clock the next morning. Oh, wow. uh, on and off, I, I'll get up, I'll make sure that, uh, you know, everything is ready for guests to disembark in the morning. Get the clearance announcement from the captain, make that announcement over the PA system, let the guests know they're ready to go ashore. Then I would normally check some emails, do meetings on board while the guests are leaving the ship, 
and then in the afternoon get the schedule and the, and the program ready for the evening mm -hmm. and the next day we have a daily a program which is called the freestyle daily right and I prepare that all the day before okay. for all the activities the next day and, and, and depending on the demographics the age group we have on board I kind of tweak it so that we, we put the best activities on for the, the guests that are on board so right. it changes day by day cruise by cruise so and then uh, I got a couple hours nap in the afternoon and then I go a, li a little bit longer in the evening um, and then right through till, till early hours of the, of the following morning. And you were mentioning earlier uh, you do three and four day cruises. In your opinion, is three and four day embarkation days easier or harder than just a seven night, once a week embarkation? For us on board, it's it's twice the amount of work. Right. For all the crew on board, they're doing doing uh, a typical seven day cruise in in a week. So a typical mm -hmm. seven day cruise would be over a week, and a three and four days is two cruises in one. So you're doing t twice of everything. Right. within a week but you know it's it, you know you get used to it and, and it does it makes things go a little bit quicker and our contracts are up to 10 months some of the crew members work on board up to 10 months my contract is four months on and then I get two months vacation but some of the other crew members they work up to 10 months so right the, the pace is a lot faster and it makes your contract go by a bit quicker yeah and um, and I like it personally I've been on this ship two years this is my I'm I have two weeks left and I go on vacation and then I'm going to the Norwegian Dawn out of New York okay. doing the Bermuda run seven days, which I've cool. done before. Right. And I'm looking forward to it, but I've really enjoyed being on here over the last two years. And uh, what's on here geared for kids? What kind of kids programs do you have? we got kids programs for, for age groups, two to five, six to nine, ten to twelve, and then thirteen to seventeen. The programs we have for those age groups are very, very good. We have a team of up to 10 youth counselors that work with the kids mm -hmm. uh, depending on the age group and um, the kids have a great time on, on board the ship. Does Austin Powers make an appearance every cruise? Well it's just not my bag baby, it's pretty groovy working on a cruise ship over it, hey. <laughs> <laughs> he is Matthew Baker, cruise director aboard the Norwegian Sky. Matt, thank you for taking time with us. Thank you, thanks for chatting with me, thank you. listening to Cruise Radio, the fastest growing cruise talk radio show in the nation. You can now follow Cruise Radio on Twitter at Cruise Radio. All right, while Doug is getting set up to talk to the hotel director aboard the Norwegian Sky, Stuart, tell us more about the Norwegian Epic that is coming out in June. It is, and it's, it's significantly larger than any ship that they have. Right now, their largest ship is just under 94,000 tons. This ship will be about 153,000 tons and will hold 4,200 passengers. So it's a significant uh, increase in, in size and passengers uh, for them. But it's, it's, a, it's a stark departure from or just a great improvement upon what they've been building on for years, which is freestyle cruising. And this ship specifically is really going to become you know, known as an entertainment mecca where it's probably the most reminiscent floating Las Vegas resort of any ship that, that is out there today. I mean, with all of the different uh, entertainment options that this ship has, I can tell you that everything that Doug has heard on his cruise on Norwegian Sky is surrounding everything that, that Epic is about and, and all the excitement that uh, is, is leading up to you know, the Epic's uh, debut, which will be June, and then it comes to the States uh, at the very beginning of July, and, uh, and then begins its uh, Eastern and Western Caribbean. But I guess the most important, well-known feature, you know, the largest water park uh, in, in, of any cruise ship with the water slides and you know, what I call that toilet bowl where you're going to be in a raft and kind of swirling around. <laughs> right. But, uh, I mean, just the different activities. The, they're going to have an ice bar. 
the first ice bar at sea. Don't right. go on the ship just because you think you're going to get in the ice bar. They can only accommodate uh, 25 guests. But if you do have an opportunity to get in there, it is going to be uh, a pretty uh, outrageous experience. But uh, you know, with the Blue Man Group and the the jazz and the uh, and the, and the different activities for entertainment uh, and the kids programs and the the suites. I mean, they're going to have the biggest suites of any cruise ships in the world. And every they're really taken what they've done on their jewel class ships and have just you know they they put it on steroids. And this ship is just going to be off the charts. And what's interesting is like Oasis, Matt. Yeah. Everything that we heard about Oasis of the Seas and leading up to it, uh, it never did it real justice because you just still couldn't fathom what this ship was going to be about. And I think Epic is going to be of you know that type of a ship where we can read about it, we can see the pictures and the artist renditions, but until we see it and experience it, it's I think it's just going to set a whole new tone for cruising where you're not a lot of people are just going to be blown away that i can't believe we did that on a cruise ship all right well let's get back to doug parker who is currently aboard the norwegian sky in the bahamas before you talk to the hotel director doug we just got to know about ncl's private island great stirrup k the private island is pretty cool man i'm actually looking at it right now uh from the deck here we just got back it's about a 10 minute tender over the ship uh, anchors out about a mile or two from the island it ferries you over you get out I do have to say that uh, Royal Caribbean's, if you've ever been to Coco Cay's uh, private island in the Bahamas, a lot better. It actually looks like Norwegian hasn't put a dime into this place in about 20 years or so. But nonetheless, it was still fun. Uh, There's a lot of walking trails on there. We walked over to West Point, which is the western part of the island. A lot of uh, ledges and cliffs there. We did that. Uh, there's a lot of bar service on the island as well, a live band, a great barbecue. i got to say the food was uh, amazing for that. But other than that, kind of a no-frills, kind of a beach thing, kind of like a beach uh, back home in Jacksonville, you'd say. Joining us now is Rosita Shande. She is the hotel director here aboard the Norwegian Sky. Rosita, welcome to Cruise Radio. Give us a little background about yourself. Well, I've been with uh, Norwegian Cruise Lines for 17 years and uh, in this position as hotel manager, as hotel general manager for about, let me see, four. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other, the, the other years that I've been with NCL, I've been in all sorts of positions that led me here. Now, when people think of a hotel director, they think of just hotel rooms and lodging, but the job entails a lot more than that. What else is a hotel director's job? Yeah, the, the ships are floating resorts nowadays. You mm-hmm. have uh, so much happening for the guests, and all, all that you see as a guest um, is a part of the hotel operation. The, of course, the ship is divided in three, the technical side of things, the navigation side of things, and the hotel side of things. And for navigation, also includes security and medical and environment and other aspects of the operation. Technical has everything to do with going from point A to point B and uh, machinery in galleys and so forth. And hotel is everything else, entertainment, the shops, the photographers, right. the food, the kitchens, personnel. Um, uh, hotel rooms, uh, public areas, you name it. And what is the daily, uh, like your daily schedule like on board the Sky here? On board the Sky is pretty intense because, as you know, it's three and four day cruises. So we are um, constantly on the move, going to port every day. So let's say seven in the morning you start, more or less. Mm-hmm. Um, other than turnaround days in Miami, they're much earlier than that. Right. But, uh, regular days, seven, seven fifteen, um, in the office at seven thirty or quarter two, and you go on until. Midnight, right. one o'clock in the morning. Sometimes you break a few hours in the afternoon if uh, time permits, but it's normally very intense. So there's a lot of admin work as well. Right, as I say, a lot of paperwork. Is it a is it a 24-hour job? Like you get, a, could you get a phone call at 3 a.m. and have to be on duty at that time? Well, you could get all sorts of calls, but they don't happen too often. We mm-hmm. sort of respect each other's uh, space for 
for resting, but of course it's a 24-hour operation and anything can happen. Um, so you could have an emergency, you could have a flood, you could have something that will wake you right. up maybe <laughs> at 3 in the morning. Yeah. This uh, ship we're on now, uh, it started out as the Norwegian Sky, then switched to the Pride of Aloha, and then back to the Sky again. Now, when it made that from the um, Sky over to the Aloha, were there any major modifications that were taking place? Um, not in infrastructure. Mm-hmm. It, the layout and everything remained the same, but yes, there was in, in extensive uh, decor, and um, they were um, taking away the casino, of course, right. when they went over to Hawaii. So there was a lot of decoration and carpeting and Hawaiian motifs uh, right. in, in the decor. And then when it came back as Norwegian Sky, by the way, it's the same company, only a division for um, American ships, American flagships, and okay. a division for international Bahamian flagships. So when it came back to the international side, um, it was, again, decorated differently and right. not so much of the Hawaiian. You can see that there's not so much of it there. When you said took away the casinos, is it when you're sailing out of Hawaii uh, round trip, there's no gambling allowed? There's no gambling allowed in the islands of Hawaii. So whenever our ships have gone over to Hawaii, mm-hmm. um, we have always had to, in, in the, on the star, on the wind, and other ships that have gone and done the Hawaiian um, itinerary, we have had to remove the casinos, yes. And you said uh, there's two divisions, international and the American. Uh, when, it's, when the ship's in Hawaii, is it American crew only? or? Yes, uh, the, the American flagships can only take American crew, American uh, citizens and, and le- legal residents, of course, but uh, citizens. But... Uh, the rest of the international uh, fleet will take, as you know, nationalities from all over the world, including U.S. as well. From your standpoint, is two embarkations easier than one, or is it all the same in your book um, versus, you know, a three- and four-day cruise versus a seven-night cruise? An embarkation, embarkation day is the most intense day of a cruise. Mm-hmm. We, don't, we have 2,200 guests disembarking by 10, 15, 10.30 in the morning, and then at noon we have a new, fresh... Uh, crowd coming cruising right. embarking and we leave at five o'clock so it is pretty intense it doesn't only entail debarkation and embarkation of guests but all our provisions are done also once a week on friday so we have a lot of stores coming in and as well luggage for a four-day cruise more luggage obviously than for a three-day very very intense how does it compare obviously it's more work right and therefore you have two miamis like we call them miamis right and, uh, and you wake up really early, you have inspections happening, and um, the day is very, very long, and anything can happen, because new, new arrivals always demand uh, more of you and more questions, right. and trying to, you know, welcome them on board while you're saying goodbye to the others, so gotcha. it's pretty intense. She is Rosita Shandi, hotel director aboard the Norwegian Sky. Thank you for taking a couple of minutes with me today. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you. Mm. Show questions or comments? We'd love to hear from you at 866-874-7957. Cruise Radio will return after these brief words. Have you been dreaming lately about a romantic tropical cruise to the Caribbean? Cruise One. Or how about a breathtaking scenic cruise to Alaska? Cruise One. Or how about the Mexican Riviera? Or Cancun. Cosmos. Or New England. Or Canada. Or Italy. Or Greece. Or the Far East. Or how about a cruise around the whole world? Cruise One. Got a dream vacation for you. Cruise One. Let us send you on your way. Cruise One. Number one in cruising nationwide. One has more than 550 cruise specialists nationwide ready to help you plan your dream cruise. And speaking with a local Cruise One expert is as easy as calling toll-free 1-800- 
Cruise and the number one. That's 1-800-CRUISE-1 or find us online at cruise1.com. Number one in cruising nationwide. Cruise One. Yeah, Cruise One. And here is your cruise news. This past Wednesday afternoon, dozens of people were hurt when the Carnival Ecstasy had to make a sharp turn to avoid a partially submerged buoy that was adrift near Mexico's Yucatan Peninsula. Sixty guests and one crew member suffered minor injuries, and some unsecured objects aboard the ship were damaged. No one required hospital treatment. Won't you please help us keep the cruise terminal here in Jacksonville, Florida? Become a fan on Facebook right now. Just search Keep Cruise in Jacksonville. And that's your cruise news. For more, go to cruiseradio.net. And now back to Cruise Radio with your hosts, Matt Basford and Doug Parker. If you missed any part of the show or want to hear more, go to cruiseradio.net and click on Radio Channel or go to iTunes and search Cruise Radio. Now time for the hot deals. Stuart, what you got? Well, coming up uh, June the 4th, uh, Celebrities Equinox, which is a sister ship to Eclipse, actually came up with some good deals for the month of June on their 10-night sailings. Uh, departing out of Rome, visiting uh, uh, Messina, Sicily, Athens, Mykonos, uh, Cushatasi, uh, Turkey, uh, Rhodos, Santorini, and Naples for Pompeii, Sorrento, and Capri. If you were to look right now with air, your price just starting. It's just about $4,200. I've got, I found some pricing right now from $29.99 per person, not only including the round-trip air from many U.S. gateways, but that also includes two nights hotel in Rome, which really makes it a, a very nice uh, you know way to to experience uh, Rome. But uh, you know if Alaska is 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 on your list, one of the best deals right now is on NCL's Norwegian Pearl, which is one of their newest jewel class ships at 93,000 tons. It does seven night inside passage Alaska, departing from Seattle, going to Juneau, Skagway, Glacier Bay, Ketchikan, and Victoria. And I mean the prices are starting from only 600. $99 per person, and then still one of my favorite deals, one of my favorite ships happens to be Celebrity Solstice doing the Eastern and Western Caribbean out of Fort Lauderdale with pricing starting from only $799. Mm. That is for a balcony cabin, not an inside or an ocean view. Right on. Thank you, Stuart Sheeran, the Cruise Guy. You can find him at CruiseGuy.com or follow him on Twitter. Thanks again to Cruise Director Matt Baker and Rosita Shandi, Hotel Director, for the interviews. And a big thank you to Anne-Marie Matthews at NCL Corporate and Stuart Sheeran for setting this broadcast up for us. All the crew aboard the NCL Sky, we couldn't have done it without you. You can follow Cruise Radio on Twitter at Cruise Radio and sign up for our newsletter at CruiseRadio.net. Broadcasting aboard the Norwegian Sky in the Bahamas, I'm Doug Parker. And from the Cruise One Studios in Jacksonville, Florida, I'm Matt Basford, and this is Cruise Radio. Have you been dreaming lately about a romantic tropical cruise to the Caribbean? Cruise One. Or how about a breathtaking scenic cruise to Alaska? Cruise One. Or how about the Mexican Riviera? Or Cancun. Cosmo. Or New England. Or Canada. Or Italy. Or Greece. Or the Far East. Or how about a cruise around the whole world? Cruise One. Got a dream vacation for you. Cruise One. Let us send you on your way. Cruise One. Number one in cruising nationwide. 
One has more than 550 cruise specialists nationwide ready to help you plan your dream cruise. And speaking with a local Cruise One expert is as easy as calling toll-free 1-800-CRUISE and the number one. That's 1-800-CRUISE-1. Or find us online at cruiseone.com. Number one in cruising nationwide. Cruise One. Yeah. Cruise One. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 